0: If you're interested in learning about becoming a life coach, stay tuned.
1: Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to...
0: Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. We are in our career chat series today. If this is your first time, this is when we interview people in different careers, so you can have a feel of what are the highs, the lows, and how to get into that industry. So today we have my friend Jen Jo on, and I'll give you a little bit of her bio. She is a life coach, but she also specializes in coaching businesses, but she'll get all into that nitty gritty with you but here is her bio. Jen Jo is a business mentor for introverted coaches who would rather be off living their life than spending hours posting on social media or DMing strangers. Jen teaches them to lean into what's natural for them and uses her proven impact method to help even the most introverted person gain the skill and confidence to fill their calendar with paying clients. She takes her years of experience as a curriculum writer and teacher trainer to develop top-notch programs that deliver results to 100% of clients who complete them. And when she's not transforming the lives of her clients, you can find her enjoying the expat lifestyle in Mexico or a lighting up the dance floor with her amateur salsa moves. I bet they're pretty good. I bet they're not amateur. But <laughs> so Jen, thank you for coming onto to our podcast today. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. And then just to bounce off that fun fact of Mexico, like I was telling Kiki before, I actually met Jen because we're because we're both in Mexico, those who are just tuning in today. I actually met Jen at the market and that's how we became friends. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw you with
0: your beautiful curls and I was like, oh, I need to <laughs> But it was so crazy because I, I feel like I've never met a friend at the market before, but living abroad, it's so much easier, I feel like. And it really is. And here we are. Here we are on a podcast. But Jen, thank you for um, allowing us to interview you today. Would you just like to begin briefly with your title and then digging into how you got to where you are? I feel like listening to your story um, when you've told it to me before is, it was just very motivational, especially because I feel like a lot of high schoolers, even just adults feel as though they have to know what they wanna be once they get out of high school and travel that straight line. But the way that you found your goal or your dream career now It took some different directions, but you're finally here. So I think that's just a great story to share. Yes. So
2: I actually coach coaches, which is very interesting because, of course, I had to be a coach first and build my business. Mm -hmm. And I realized there were a lot of gaps in that process that I learned the difficult, hard way. So it took me a long time to get off the ground. And I see that with so many other coaches because the way that we're taught to market our services is very much more leaning towards what's natural for an extrovert. And as an introvert, our ways of being are slightly different, so we need to modify that so that we find a way to really reach people that feels natural and authentic to us. Um, I did that for myself, and it's completely transformed my life, as you know. Like, I live here now in Mexico, full-time coach. I make my own hours, and it's been the best decision I've ever made and I just want other people to have the opportunity that if this is something that they want to do that they can be successful in doing it so that's what I do now but it took a long time to get to this point I feel like I've lived so many different lives Um, straight out of college I was actually a teacher I started out in education and I loved the act of teaching but of course it came with the challenges as we all know like the hours the effort that you put in and The results that you want to see in the students and then of course dealing with administration and I just thought if I could move up, then it'll be better. And so I did. I moved up the ranks, I was an assistant principal, and it was not better. (laughs) It was not better. Um, I I was not getting the hugs from the kids, I was dealing more with disciplinary (laughs) issues and parents and But there were aspects of the job that I did enjoy. So I did really like the training and developing of teachers. So I did a lot of that. And then, of course, I did curriculum writing throughout my career in different stages. But it got to the point where I was so stressed by the work as an administrator. And everyone kept saying, oh, get ready. You're going to be a principal soon. You're going to move up the ranks. So that was a natural progression, right? Like I had gotten my master's degree, like that is the next level. And I just knew every time they said that, I was like, oh no, that is not what I want. I do not want to move up in this industry. I had been doing it for so long and I was good at what I did, but I knew It wasn't the path, the vision that I had for myself. This was no longer in alignment with that. So I took the skills that I had as a curriculum writer and teacher trainer, and I started doing work on the side. So I started writing curriculum for a school district, and then it hit me. Oh, (laughs) I could just do this, and then I could work from home. I can be with my dog, Charlie, at the house. I wouldn't have to commute because that commute was killing me. Um, and I could make money and I would have time to do the things that I really enjoy, right? So I had already kind of found coaching and was dabbling in it, but it, I, it wasn't making any money. Um, so I was like, okay, I quit my job as an administrator, started a, co- uh, a business consulting, writing curriculum for that school district, and I learned so much. Running a business, oh my God, and then doing it full time with your income going up and down, it a lot of good things about it were, like, I got to be home and make my own hours, but there was a lot of stress of the instability of it, and I kind of had to learn in the process because I didn't know anything. Like, I was just learning as I was doing. Eventually, it hit me, like, this is not the, the thing I should be doing. Like, again, here I am still in education. Like, I've set up the parameters that work better for the lifestyle I want, but this is mm. not what I'm passionate about. I had already um, been introduced to coaching years prior when I was, like, trying to figure out the next direction. I knew it's what I wanted to do, I had gotten certified, and I was like, okay, we really need to just go all into the coaching thing as much as we can. So I shut down the consulting business, went back to the school district to create some sense of stability in my income while I built the coaching business. And at that time, I was a career coach. Because I knew where to find people that needed help with uh, career counseling, so I was like, "Oh, I'm a career coach. Great!" I had experience of switching jobs every two years. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Look, let's put this to, to good use for other people." Because obviously, I know something. I've always moved up. I've always negotiated my salaries. This is yeah. brand new to them. I know exactly what to do. So I really killed mm-hmm. it as a career coach. Like I was like top rated coach on uh, this directory that I was on. So I was like getting clients left and right, and it became. To the point, Well, you know, the pandemic happened and my business was doing actually well during that time because a lot of people were in, it was kind of this awakening of like, oh, I don't like what I'm doing. This is if there was ever a time to figure out what makes you happy, this is the time to do it. So that really went really well for me in business. And finally, like I started making money. Um, my job was in the school district so you know we were on pause for a minute and then when we did go back it was kind of like virtual which was nice because i didn't have to commute and i could still fit clients like during a lunch hour or something or earlier in the evening instead of waiting an hour after i get home mm-hmm. So when they wanted me to go back in person, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to (laughs) work. That's not going to work for me. I'm making money elsewhere. Like I can put in my two weeks. And they were like, oh, no, no, you have to go back like immediately. And I was like, oh, well, then this is my last day. Absolutely
1: not. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, i'm actually leaving today (laughs) i was like all right okay great well i will turn in my materials and you know like and be done with this and it's been amazing i just continued growing the coaching business and then um i felt confident enough to say that i wanted to help coaches because my actually my second paying client ever was actually a coach and he was the one who said, Jen, you're really good at this. You need to help other coaches. And I was like, yeah, but I need I need to help myself. Like, I need to know what I'm doing first before I can go help you guys. Um, but now that is the bulk of the clients that I work with, with a few career coaching clients sprinkled in every now and then. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was my journey.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That sounds very relatable to Kimmy and I, a little bit, like your your background. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've talked to Kimmy too. As this is airing... I mean, I will no longer be advisors, neither one of us. So, um, yeah, I, I, as like, been in education or higher education for a little while and we we're like, eh, maybe this is not it anymore, but we still, we still love this. So this is going to be our passion project, but just like the realization that you had sounds, Kami and I always have very similar trajectories um, for the most part. So that sounds like very, very relatable. We're introverted too. So I think we're going to have to talk to you, Jen, later about coaching us because yeah. this maybe, maybe I feel like we have a, we can have a future in this, Kemi. We <laughs> you totally but, can. Yeah, That's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Like I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Cause I feel like there's, that's like a trend right now. A lot of educators are like finding other skills, especially teachers, because I don't have a background in curriculum development, but I think it sounds really cool. But as a teacher, all you all do or like the coaching aspect. So there's so many transferable skills. So that was, that's, really amazing. I think you're giving people ideas if they're listening. And I love
2: to help other educators because I know Mm -hmm. we're in that industry. Sometimes it feels like it's very narrow. And all the positions feel like they're centered around being in the school building. And you're like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. But all of my back, my education, my skill sets, it's like it's always been in this setting. My degree is in this very specific thing and they don't know how to transition out. Mm-hmm. So I have helped educators find other alternatives. And that's been very rewarding work.
1: Cool. Do you, can you talk about, um, I know I, I've had students ask me, like, I want to be a life coach. How do I do that? I'm like, you don't need to be here at college talking to me. I was like, you can look it up. How like so how did you how did you become a life coach and is it necessary to like have a background in like um like I'll just say like psychology, so someone listening, do they have to have like a degree to be a life coach?
2: Well, I actually didn't even realize this was a profession until I hired my first coach in twenty sixteen. So I hired a coach back when I was an administrator because I wanted to explore what other opportunities were out there for me. And I had been really um, into personal development books. And everybody was like, get a coach, get a coach. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess that's the next step. And when I described the vision of wanting to help people reach their goals and wanting to support them and have uh, group sessions and encourage them, she was like, that's being a coach. (laughs) I was like, no, 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 no. I don't think that. like I don't want to sit here and, and listen to people's problems like that's not that's what you're doing for me that's not what I want to do but um I finally came around to it she was right and I was like okay then I'm gonna go all in to this I want to be um qualified quote unquote qualified to be able to do this so I went and got certified and now certification looks very different based on where you're going what you're trying to get it in who is certifying you I will say this, though, going through that process of getting certified showed me that you do not need a certification. It was kind of like I knew that intellectually that you didn't need a certification to become a coach. But going through that training, I was like, remember, I'm a curriculum writer. I am a teacher trainer. I know how to teach adults, (laughs) know how to teach children. I know how to make sure that you feel really confident in the thing that you're learning. And the program was just not designed for that. It was like a weekend intensive. And it wasn't even the time amount that it was, it was just the way it was structured wasn't helpful. Right, and I also see that in many people that go through longer certification programs for months. Right, like my client, six months, they were going through this program and they still didn't feel confident at the end of it. And I was like, yeah, because there's elements that are missing in the instruction they're teaching you the skill of coaching but for you to actually be successful in doing this as an entrepreneur there are business skills that you need that you don't walk away with at the end of those six months so you're like you don't even know what you didn't know until you're you're left Mm -hmm. at that program like how am I gonna get these clients (laughs) right like where are they now I'm certified They, they did not appear where are they right so that's the the work that I do now in helping coaches really understand and develop the confidence to get out there and put themselves out there, but also the skills of business so that you can attract clients.
0: Yeah. I think that's so important too, um, to look for if there's anyone listening on here that wants the certification, like to see that they have that business aspect tacked on tacked onto it or even working with Jen, like to put you out there. But I think it's kind of funny thinking back to like, well, oh, I feel like I need this certification. I feel like that's such an educator mindset because we're like, well, I feel like mm. I need to have that paper just to ensure yeah. that I have a confidence and that I have this curriculum that I learned, that I have the understanding. That's such an educator. Yes. That's how I feel too. I'm like, oh, I feel like I need to take a class before I feel like I can be out here doing these things, even though I have the actual experience to back yeah. myself. So I feel like that's such an educator thing. We've so. been ingrained
2: that that's the, that's the model, that's the way. And I will say when you're doing any type of business, and this is why I always kind of look at people sideways when they're like saying they want an MBA. I'm like, okay, you want an MBA because you want to work at someone's business? like, Or do you want to be an entrepreneur and have your own business? Because if you want to be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur and have your own business, I would not say that's, that's not the route. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Um, But we've we've been taught that this structure, this institution is the way and it's very different when you're starting your own business. Mm -hmm. And I want to add, because you mentioned, if you have a background in psychology or counseling, that that is very helpful. That is very, very helpful when you're coming into this industry. I actually have several clients that have a background in counseling or therapy who have come to me because they want to add coaching what they do. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been able to show them like the differences between the two and how to approach your client so that you're in the space of like coaching them versus Mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah. It helps for sure.
0: And then I guess maybe to break it down even a little bit more for like our listeners, when you think of a coach, what exactly do you, Or can you list the different types of coaches that you've actually coached like what topics they've done? Oh, like the different um,
2: niches, which is what we call like their specialty, right? So I coach other coaches. I mentor coaches around business um, and support them in building confidence, right? We'll say that. But there are weight loss coaches. There are financial coaches. There are relationship coaches. There are recovery coaches. One of my coaches as a recovery coach. There are coaches for Christian women. There are sex coaches. Um, There are confidence coaches. Of course, all the different types of business and leadership. Um, Let me see if I can find like a really odd one that you may not think about. I heard of a coach that helps with biting nails. Nail biting. I need
1: that. I definitely
2: need that. For <laughs> real, really need that. <laughs> oh, a coach for farmers. No, a coach for farmers as well. Like, I am talking about tons of different types of coaches. Uh, because if you have a problem, right? Like, or you know, or you've overcome a specific problem, there's probably other people that are, are struggling with that same problem, right? So you can really use your personal experience and coaching tools. I do encourage you to learn some coaching tools. To, to support other people in solving that problem as well, right? Business is perfect for me because, yeah, I I had my first business, my consulting business. I learned a lot. And then I built a coaching business as a career coach. And then, of course, now I'm able to help other coaches do this from my lived experience and using coaching tools.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I needed the nail-biting coach for sure. I was doing really well, like, during the pandemic and then... I don't know what happened. The pandemic happened, I guess. Um, <laughs> aftermath of the pandemic. So you just mentioned like a whole bunch of you called them niches. So I'm assuming like you don't have experience in all of those different areas. So when you come to coach somebody, I'm I'm gu- I'm guessing you just bring like general knowledge. Like how does that work if you don't know like their specific their specific niche like as well? I'm sure you know, but like not specifically. How how do you best help that them solve a good
2: their problems? Mission. such a good question, right? Because this is where a lot of coaches get tripped up as well, because they feel like they're supposed to solve the problem for the client. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that coaching is really helping the client gain awareness and helping them make decisions about what they want to do to tackle that problem, it becomes very um, a space where you feel open to coaching other types of people. So I'll give you an example. I have never published a book. Yeah, I've helped a client successfully publish a book. Mm-hmm. I, as a career coach, I have never been a medical writer. I don't know any, I had never even knew that that was a thing. Yeah, I helped someone get a job as a medical writer and double the amount of salary that they told me they wanted.
1: Wow.
2: Right? Because I understand the general topic of how to land a job, right? Right. I don't need to know the specifics of what you do when you're in there, or I understand the general understanding of what holds people back from moving forward with the thing that they're saying that they want and taking action. I don't need to know the specifics of how to do that thing that you're trying to do. Like That's not my role, right? But I need to help remind you of your resources, your resourcefulness. Um, and help you like i taught i teach my clients like no no your job is to hold the mirror you're holding the mirror up to what the client is doing or not doing or saying what's really holding them back so that they can be aware of it and they can make a decision about how they want to move forward mm-hmm. so as long as i have that skill i'm like yeah i can coach anybody i'm good yes. just don't ask me the specifics of how to do that thing mm-hmm. because, well, that's not
0: my job <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah yeah And I mean, we found that too for similar for, um, because we interviewed one of my friends who does marketing and she has her own marketing business. And she's like, yeah, someone will ask me to do technical writing, medical writing. She's like, she's like, I work with someone for all the medical terms, but I can, I know how to frame the article and everything else. So you don't necessarily need to be like the whiz of every single niche that there is in order to coach someone for it. And, And it also sounds just like a lot of like you said before, the curriculum writing and the development. So that's that's basically the backbone of everything too that you're you're coaching them with. So that's the heaviest piece. So could you kind of walk us through like what your day-to-day looks like being your own, like, it, like being a coach or like even just cause you're, you have your own business as an entrepreneur, like how do you frame your day? What does that look like? Yeah, so each day is different based on the number of calls that I have on that day. I have set up my schedule
2: where I don't have any calls on Friday, Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those days are in city in Mexico, so I I might do some back end work on those days, but nothing uh, forward facing with the client. Um, I typically start at nine and finish by six on my latest days, six thirty maybe. That doesn't mean I have calls throughout the day, so I might have a call in the morning and then I have like a few hours in between lunch and then I have like maybe two calls or three calls in the evening. One of the main things people forget though is your job as a business owner is to market and sell. You have to be marketing, it's not just delivering the service, you have to have strategies for marketing your services um, in places where you know people may be interested, uh, following up with people, developing partnerships, right? So that you can attract more clients. And then having sales conversations, which is something that us introverts don't really love to do, right? We're like, uh, oh, we feel spammy if we're constantly out there putting things on yes. social. And we don't want to be on social media all the time. Like I personally, that's not my thing.
0: <laughs> so yes.
2: I they're all for marketing, right? That feel better to me and feel more natural to me. And then having sales conversations, which is a big one. So I teach them how to have successful sales conversations that are not salesy right we're getting part of the matter of whether or not this person wants your services but we're not pressuring or put pushing them or following like the set script of we're going to say this and then we're going to hit them with this and then no we're not going to do that um we're going to serve them just the same way you would serve your client on a coaching call like you're going to serve them on this consultation call to make sure that it's a good fit for you guys to work together so that then they can become a client and then you can service them mm-hmm. and then of course there's like the paying of the bills and stuff like that right mm-hmm. like you gotta the the tools and stuff that you use for your business and doing mm-hmm. your taxes
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like this definitely is speaking to a lot of i like and even in your bio you hit it on the head for introverts because there are a lot of people that do want to do business that are introverts and even when you say it's exhausting i i feel you with the social media because we we'll, we have a tiktok and oh my goodness i like people. it's all kemi i don't want to be on
1: there like
0: like i will carve out a day for that and write down ideas i'm like oh i don't feel like doing this i'm like hey everybody do you want some tips for i'm like (laughs) i feel like my energy is draining Yeah. So, it's also because you feel
2: like you have to present in a certain way, right? Like, so then actually, it's like, oh my God, I got to work my way up to to build this energy to show up like this because that's what's engaging. That's what people like. Exactly. Versus, no, I just get to show up as I am. I get to go connect with people that I actually like doing an activity that I enjoy. And I just get to show up as my whole self and share what I do when the mm-hmm. moment uh, presents itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a difference.
1: You mentioned like in your day to day, you get to pay the bills. Um, that's like, that's like the administrative part of it. So I'm just, I'm going to ask for anyone that's listening. Cause I'm sure I think Kimmy works with like business students, but I've heard students come in and say like, I want to start a business. so I want to start a business. So I have to get a business degree. And you kind of like alluded that alluded to that before. And I'm like, no, what do you want your business to be in? And they're like, well, I want to own a restaurant. I'm like, well, you should get a culinary degree maybe so you can know that part of it. Um, so I think, i'm getting what i'm getting at is people think they have to have a business degree because they need to do like everything for the business um so can you speak can you speak to that part because you do like the coaching like do you have people you like do you do your own like accounting and like the books and stuff like that or um do you have people that help you do those things? i'm just curious someone's listening and they're like oh i need i need to have like an accountant and a a finance person and my everything you know whatever a business i
2: think you're touching on something that's a bigger issue which is everything people think they need to get started and what they actually spend money and time on that doesn't directly relate to what they need for real Mm -hmm. actually have a business to have a business what you need is customers Mm -hmm. right and sometimes what we do is spend a lot of time preparing doing um education right like i need more education no you already got this you did this program just use those skills and go out there and start talking to people no 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 but i need to i need to get additional degrees or this new method i need to learn or um i need to make sure my website is up and that i have business cards to go to this networking event because i can't go there without the business cards or i need to have a a place to direct them and i need to have this and i and oh my gosh but i gotta set up the the structure of the business and make sure that the financials are looking right. You have no money yet. Like what? Mm -hmm. There's no money to manage yet, (laughs) right? Like what you need to do is go out there and actually get a customer, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that makes the work that I do so different than what people see online and stuff like that is I'm like, no, we're going to cut all that out, stop. I'm going to tell you exactly what you do need. And it's because I made those mistakes too, right? Like I went and I... The coach told me i can go be a coach and i was like no, no no i need to go get certified first so i went and did that thinking it would bring the confidence that did not bring the confidence i still struggled after that right um and i was like wait let me let me get the website right i spent so much time and energy making the website nobody saw the website nobody cared mm. <laughs> <laughs> right and it wasn't until i started focusing on the things that actually create clients that i was actually like oh now let me go I know. I now know the language to use on that website, right? So mm-hmm. it's not so burden. I now know um, the kind of uh, structure that I need so that I can bring in the money and keep as much money as I, you know, as I want, or you know, or the support systems that I need in place because I have all this money. Like maybe I need to go hire somebody to take care of this. Um, but really, it's work with what you've got right now. Take that first next step. That that first thing, right? And stop trying to get ahead of yourself mm-hmm.
1: in the process. Mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that question together i don't think i asked it in a great way so thank you no that that's a that's a great answer it's just just do it is the answer is
2: <laughs> just, just do just it
1: start, just start
2: <laughs> just get started yes um wanna oh and here's the other thing here's the best piece of advice when it comes to this talk to someone who's actually doing it mm-hmm. talk to someone who has actually done it go get a mentor mm-hmm invest the time and energy to go speak and interview people that are doing the thing that you want to do i think this is a step that regardless of what career path you are interested in choosing everyone needs to do it's as a career coach this is something that i had my clients do whenever we did first i I had them explore all the options of what was out there because i think we go into it very narrow-minded so i'm like get make a list of 100 jobs based on the things that are interesting to you. I don't care if they pay. I don't care if you know anything about them. Uh, Just write it down. Someone's getting paid to do that thing, right? Then, Then attach it to a career. Narrow it down. Go speak to people that actually do that thing once you get to your top five. Go interview five people that do those things, right? See what they like. See what they don't like. Does it fit with the lifestyle that you are envisioning that you want for yourself, right? Because, yeah, it's nice to make that kind of money, but... The, the five people you spoke to, they don't have a life outside of work. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with you? Are you mm-hmm. okay with making that trade-off, right? Um, all these things that that instead of, like, spending years in a classroom and then figuring it out after once you land the job, you could do that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that you know ahead of time, like, yeah, this is a good fit for me. This is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Thank
1: mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Okay.
0: Yeah. I Just have shadow.
1: Idea. Yeah, like I
0: 110 agree with that. I literally was just talking to my friend's um, my friend's son last Friday, and she was like, he just needs some confidence in trying to figure out what he wants to do after high school. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll just talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I literally said the same thing. I was like, well, what are your interests, and like think of all the research, all the careers underneath that. And then I also said too, what lifestyle do you want? Because I think a lot of people for do forget that as well. they mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. do you want a job where you have to clock in every single day? Do you want to commute? Do you want to be flexible? Do you want to be able to live where? you want to live and those are are questions I think that you don't really think of in high school you're just like oh I just need to make sure I just kind of get into college first and it's like kind of take some steps back first to figure out what you like to do what you could really see yourself doing for a long period of time even though it does change sometimes it changes but it's It's like unpack it more you know Mm -hmm. yeah and for those who are
2: in the stage where they've gotten into something and they're like thinking about changing give yourself grace and and know that it's okay to change Mm -hmm. change Mm -hmm. a lot Right, like yeah. I was a teacher, I was an administrator, I was a consultant, I was a career coach. Now I coach coaches. Right. Um, and maybe uh, later on, I'm, I, if I have kids, I'm like, oh, I'm a mom coach, you know, like a coach moms. Who knows, right? And it's okay. There's going to be many different iterations of the work that you do. And I think all my past experience have really come together really nicely into the work that I do now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, what are some of the highlights and some of the challenges of your job? Highlights, the transformation of my clients. Like, that is the
2: best,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a, a thing that
2: us educators tend to struggle with it's like you love what you do so much like when it's good it's really good and you love the impact that you have and you worry that another career won't give you that I feel like I definitely have that as a coach when I read the testimonials of my clients and I get to check in with them like months or years later and like seeing how this work has really put them on a different trajectory like that is the best um however being an entrepreneur being a solopreneur being a business owner it's not steady right like Mm -hmm. i will have months where i am killing it may super high month june not so much (laughs) right (laughs) like and that is just the nature of what Mm -hmm. i do but then there's also no cap which is amazing right like there's no one telling me oh that's as much as you're gonna make you can't make more and i feel like that was very um Typical for me to accept in education when I knew I was good and I knew how much effort I was putting in, but no matter what, even when I mm-hmm. negotiated, they still had a cap at what they were going to put, they were going to give me. So,
1: yeah. Mm.
0: And funny, I don't know why, but I always feel like once June, July, and then like mid-August hits, I feel like it's just a dead zone for anything in every business. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think it's just because everybody's logging off for the summer. Everybody's going on vacation. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're doing um, like social media for marketing as well, I feel like it's just so low compared to once September gets back in and everything starts ramping back up.
1: Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, so if someone's listening and they're thinking about, they want to be in a helping career. So, and I saw this on your press kit. So I'm sen- I'm stealing it from that. But it's a, g- it's a great question too. What's the difference between life coaching and counseling? Yeah.
2: So I think of, there's a baseline. You guys can't see my hands, but <laughs> I'm holding <laughs> my hands at my chest, right? So there's a baseline of where people are. When you are below the baseline, you are not really functioning to be able to do the basic things that you want to do therapy counseling a psychiatrist is where it's at right like that's you need to get back to baseline where you can function be decent you know do your, do your daily duties and be okay coaching is really for people that are at the baseline and know that there's a next level higher that they want to get to right you want to achieve something that you haven't achieved before that people around you haven't achieved you want to change something you want to excel then you talk to a coach
0: okay? that's the easiest
2: way to think about it
0: And then what are some words of advice you want to give to someone looking to enter or pivot into your field of life coaching?
2: (laughs) It is extremely rewarding. And there's a lot that you don't know that you don't know until you actually get into doing the work. This work is self-development work on steroids, right? Because it's your actual job. Mm -hmm. to continue improving and you want to be a product of your own product so you want to make sure that you are using the coaching tools on yourself where you have a coach and you're constantly getting better at what you're doing so that you can better serve your clients um for one of the things that happens for people entering in this field is that they'll get excited about it right they'll love it they'll attend the tony robbins conference they'll watch the brown you know talk and they'll be like that's you know this is exciting i want to do this like this is the field for me to be able to help people but then once they can't sustain it right financially like it's not lucrative they're not bringing in clients they let it go Mm -hmm. And what happens, nothing's gone wrong. It's just you literally underestimated the amount of effort or the skill gap Mm -hmm. that was required to be able to make it as a career. So I want to encourage everyone to stick it out and then make sure you get mentorship. So that time period is much shorter between you like being excited and actually seeing the results.
1: It's perfect. This was awesome, Jen. Thank you so much. And I think some of the You've said a lot of great advice. or given a lot of great advice. But I think the biggest thing is the mentorship part, especially if you want to start your own business or I think that's something that we say all the time is shadow, shadow people ask questions because if you're, if you're out there and you're 17 to 22, you've probably never had job experience in the field you want to be in. Um, I always think of somebody that came in. I went to college where he was a little younger than us, but he was about to go to law school and did an internship, an internship before law school started, and realized he didn't like law school. I'm like, you just save yourself yourself so a much. lot of money, so much a money, of, so exactly. yeah, yeah, a lot of money, a lot of time. Exactly. And that's something that I I never really did. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and just kind of flit it around. So I think that's great advice, just to seek mentors. Um, we all need them because there's people ahead of us that know the know the journey too. So thank you for sharing that advice and all the advice you gave this is really good i'm my my brand is over here thinking a lot um but can you before we wrap up can you shout out your social media or how people can reach out to you if they want to seek your services as well
2: yeah so i'm Genjo coaching everywhere pretty much so on linkedin is where i'm mostly active i do have a facebook group as well from zero to clients for coaches and you can uh, hop in there. My email list is another place where you can find me. You can just uh, subscribe to my newsletters at
1: jenjo.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jen. This is so much fun. I really enjoyed hearing from you. I know we both did, so this was cool. I'm glad Kami met you in the in the market. This is awesome. <laughs> um. So everyone, thanks so much for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it. I guess, Kami, should we say we're taking a hiatus? If oh, not- This will be our last. South- taking a- we're going to get a yeah. little
0: itty-bitty hiatus for a little bit, but we'll still be reposting some of our old career chat episodes at this time, just so we can have this break to start brainstorming some new material and some other products for you guys. But you'll still be hearing our voices, so follow us on TikTok, yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. all the jazz.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not going anywhere, so stay stay around, please. We're really enjoying your, your company, that's what I'm going to call it. But yeah, thank you for <laughs> listening so much. You know where to find us. Like Kimmy said, we're still going to be on TikTok and Instagram. It's yasin podcast this is a great time too you can email us i know we we ask every time but you can email us if you want to hear um from different people in certain careers or you have episode ideas let us know we'd love to hear what you have in in mind and we'll see how we can incorporate that into the the new season of the podcast when we come back but thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time see you
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below.
1: And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five star review. Catch you next time. See ya.